Hello and welcome to Socialism, the weekly Marxist analysis podcast from the Socialist Party. Tens of thousands of young people walked out of schools, colleges and universities across the country on Friday to protest against climate change. So today we're discussing what the protests were like, what the Socialist Party was saying on them, and what they could show about the potential to build a mass movement not only on climate change, but against all the burning problems young people and workers face and for a socialist alternative. Make sure you keep listening right to the end this week to hear a speech given by a Socialist Party member on the Leeds protest. I'm here today with Theo Sharif and Helen Patterson. Theo is the national organiser of socialist students and Helen is the youth and student organiser for the Socialist Party in London. Hello both. Hello. Hello. Um, and we're going to be discussing the very exciting development that took place on Friday in the school strike for climate, um, which both of you attended the London protest of. Um, so to start with, maybe Theo, if you want to give us just a bit of a flavour of what did happen on Friday. Well, like you said, thousands of uh, school and college students on Friday, uh, the 15th of February, walked out of their Lessons in the morning, um, not only in London, but all across the country. In many towns and cities, there were thousands of students out and they were protesting against uh, climate change. In London, there were tens of thousands. Outside Downing Street in Parliament Square, really just trying to you know, raise awareness of the issue, uh, uh, fighting against climate change, environmental destruction. But also, you know, a lot of chants against Theresa May, anger at the Tories in general, demanding that Theresa May... Um, and the Tory party go as well. And uh, socialist students participated. We intervened um, in the protests. We had an open mic at the event in um, London where we welcomed school and college students to put their point of view about what is needed to fight against climate change. How do we carry on building the movement? Um, how do we uh, escalate the uh, uh, struggle? Yeah, and it was very good. It was very interesting. Because you, you were saying earlier today that it was like a really vibrant and young protest and like that was a kind of feature in it, isn't it, of how, yeah. how young some of the people participating were? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, it was like nothing that I think, well, personally me, because I'm a little bit younger, but, <laughs> you know, there's like nothing really I'd ever seen before in terms of just the amount of school and college students just all in one place and, you know, climbing on top of bus stops and marching up and down Whitehall and things like that. It was incredibly like energetic and determined and fighting so yeah it was really fantastic and definitely they had to like march off because the idea of just standing still and not like taking this message to Theresa May marching up to Downing Street they didn't want to like stay still they wanted to march off and like really make sure she heard us chanting and we should point out as well I suppose that this is part of an international um, Mm. phenomenon that's been happening that is taking place in a number of uh, countries already um, and we'll probably come on to but there's uh, an international day of action um, in a month's time that will be taking part in building up to as well. So Helen, what was the Socialist Party saying on these protests then? So we were really trying to engage in the debate because there were lots of people who were obviously extremely worried about the state of the planet and uh, wanted to discuss and talk about it, which I think as well is why our open mic was so successful. People had ideas about what we needed to do and we wanted to discuss it with them. We were calling for socialist change to stop climate change raising things like the fact that 100 companies are responsible for 71% of greenhouse gas emissions. They're clearly not willing to put people and the planet before their drive for profit uh, and fighting uh, for their own interests. And therefore, we need to you know, answer that with a real alternative to this rotten system and climate change. And those kinds of ideas went down really well. 
there was very little faith in May, her government, the establishment, that they're going to take on this issue as something that they care about because they clearly haven't shown that they do care about it over the last few years. And then I think particularly young people saw this report about 12 years until there's Mm. like irreparable damage and thought, right, (laughs) you know, a movement, what can we do going out and protesting? They were definitely inspired to do that. And Theo, that's obviously kind of mainly on climate change, but was it only climate change that had motivated people to come out on that protest? Yeah, I mean, as you'd expect generally, like in the speeches and the contributions that school and college students gave on our open mic, it was mainly people talking about climate change, but it wasn't just that. I mean, like I said before, this feeling of general anger, uh, chants against Theresa May and the Tories was um, a very big feature. But also students were talking about things like cuts to education. They were raising points about, you know, education about climate change and things like that is never on uh, the uh, school curriculum and things like that. And but I definitely agree with Helen, you know, this general feeling that the system isn't working and that the system isn't able, capitalism isn't able to provide the massive turnaround which is needed in such a short period of time in order to save the environment, fight for uh, the future protection of the uh, of the planet. But also we were discussing generally things, like I said before, like how do we actually build a bigger movement? So on the Socialist Students Open Mic, we were raising all the points that Helen made about we think it's capitalism that is the reason that climate change is happening. We need to fight for a socialist alternative to that in order to fight against climate change. But there was also a lot of discussion about how you actually build the movement. So for example, Extinction Rebellion, has talked a lot about blocking roads, sort of like shutting down central London with uh, direct actions. And a lot of speakers were talking about that and highlighting that as a, as a positive thing. And then we sort of raised in response to that, you know, that's, that, that's good, that's a start, but why stop there? You know, why settle for just shutting down a few roads in central London, but why not shut down the whole country? And then we link that to, you know, the role that the trade unions could be playing in this, the role that the working class through strike actions, linking up uh, with this new youth movement, the massive boost, the massive escalation they could uh, uh, provide to this. And the open mic was really interesting, actually, because it was, I think for some young people, it was the first time they'd heard these ideas. And they were really engaging in the discussion and the debate because they were, like Helen said, determined to find a way to escalate things. You know, I think it speaks of, to the determination of these young people, of these students, that at the moment no you know, mass big organisations like the trade unions or the NUS, for example, is giving a lead on these issues. So they're just desperate to do something. And that's why they're going a lot. You know, they've, they've walked out of their schools and colleges. They're blocking roads, uh, direct actions, things like that. But there is a real thirst for discussing how we take it further, an awareness that it isn't enough to do one or two protests and block the streets for a couple of hours on an afternoon. But you know, uh, that it needs to go beyond that, that something bigger than that has to be built. And I think that was definitely, you could you could tell that from the discussions that we were having on the open mic. And so you've both um, talked about people as being angry and enthusiastic and, you know, keen to fight for change. And I think it's interesting that, I mean, this isn't the only thing that young people have been active on recently, isn't it? Like there were big protests um, against Trump last year on his visit. Internationally, there have been big protests uh, against Trump. Theo, you've been on the podcast before about the Gilets Jaunes movement in France. Um, so what do you think that these things, and this is kind of maybe the the most um, explicit example in Britain recently, but what does it show about young people's mood at the moment, Helen? I definitely think that 
there was just the idea that they took up the slogan system change not climate change which we we've been trying to add to a little bit by saying socialist change not climate change we don't just want any system we want a socialist society but i think that really shows that there's just no faith in the ruling elite to offer these people you know young people a decent future a decent life on this planet you know um 12 years these people you know they'll still be in their 20s and 30s uh and essentially watching you know the environment really be destroyed around them so i definitely feel that there was just no faith in the tories or theresa may that these people have a position of power um around the environment but around everything and what have they offered people they've offered austerity they've offered no chance to go to university zero hours contracts you could definitely tell that people were feeling the impacts of all of these attacks on people's living standards over the last few years and angry about all of them and saw no faith in this system. That's why they took up uh, the the chant. And I think just, just a bit more like to get a picture of what, like an idea of what it was like in London in terms of like the mood and the discussions. I mean, on the one hand, you had like ourselves, socialist students, socialist party, putting a very political, you know, message and putting our programme forward on how to fight, you know, socialist change like climate change and and that was echoed you know there were school and college students standing up and by the end of the afternoon you know they were saying things like it's capitalism that's the issue we need to fight for socialism but then on the other hand you had some people saying no we can't make it political because it's almost an issue above politics and we need to not make it political but the impression I got was anyone who said that it was because they were talking about building as wide, as broad, a, a bigger movement as possible to confront the issue head on. And actually, a lot of people who stood up and said that and said, oh, it's not political, would then go on to say, uh, you know, that, oh, it's 100, 100 corporations since the late 80s who have contributed the most towards climate change. So even in the minds of people who might not immediately have thought that you know a socialist solution is necessary to ending climate change you could definitely see they were starting to sort of grasp like they were starting to come towards that a little bit in the course of the the discussion and sort of the debate that was generated uh, with the stage the open mic that we put on so let's talk about tactics a bit um because it, it is uh, as i said earlier it's part of an international phenomena of student strikes in particular um, and young people walking out uh, of um, school and colleges and so on in protest about climate change in this particular instance. But student walkouts is actually something that the Socialist Party and Socialist Students has called for over a number of issues and quite a long time period. Um, so what? why is that? And I suppose people might question, what can a student strike actually achieve? It is definitely something that we've um, organised around before. I mean, we were all, we were talking on the demo to students about other times that had been used and how it had helped move students a lot, uh, move movements along kind of thing. So I was thinking about like anti-academies um, campaigns and also things like uh, uh, Trump. Firstly, obviously it is a strong form of action when you work together in your school or however it is, you know, workers don't go to management and ask for a pay rise on their own they go with their union and the same is true of students going on your own to parliament and complaining about climate change isn't nearly as strong as organizing in your uh, school and showing how angry you are about the situation by organizing on that level uh, and taking strike action but it's also that as part of 
a, a movement not just maybe against climate change but looking at other issues as well that particularly young people and working class people are annoyed about by linking up on that basis you can create a really strong movement in the anti-academies campaigns that were strengthened by students taking strike action and a united movement of working class people and students organizing together is a really powerful movement and by taking strike action students can you know play the most effective role that they can as part of a mass movement really against you know climate change yes and the Tories and other issues that people are worried about. Yeah I because we raised it um, last year didn't we and actually managed to organise some young people to walk out against Trump uh, when he visited Britain last year um, but we also we were very clear in being the ones who initiated it in the 2010 student movement um, when they raised the cap on fees to £9,000 a year and on the first big demonstration uh, against the Tories doing that it was us who distributed um, leaflets calling on people to uh, organise walkouts and that then did um, take place um, in the following protests and that actually was a, an important um, example wasn't it because like Theo pointed out earlier that we think it's the organised working class that's got the power to change society but young people can sometimes be a really important lever um, in that process because actually following the student movement in 2010 that kind of acted didn't it as a to to make uh, a number of workers say well we want to be taking action actually you know these young people are showing the way but we, uh, we, we want to be doing the same thing. And in 2011, there were then big um, strikes over the issue of pensions. Um, it's also something that we organised around in the um, Iraq war, the anti-Iraq war movement uh, as well. Again, a kind of an idea that we initiated. And I suppose what's been um, a common feature of our work, isn't it, is that we've had confidence that young people, when they're given the chance to organise in that kind of way, will be bold and have that kind of enthusiasm that you've described um, existed uh, on, on the protests on Friday. So coming out of it then, the, there were some arrests uh, on the protests that have been highlighted and also threats uh, at a number of schools of disciplinary action against the, the students who um, took part. So what is socialist students saying, Theo, should happen now to defend against that? Well, socialist students after we heard about this, and actually it was before those arrests happened at the end of Friday, I think it was, I believe three students got arrested mm. after participating in a sit-down uh, protest blocking one of the roads. But we actually heard about it um, in the conversations we had with students. Also, again, people speaking on the open mic saying that there were letters circulated, they'd been threatened with everything from sort of slightly more minor things like detentions to suspensions and exclusions from school so socialist students immediately put the call out to say you know look if this has happened to you if you're being sort of targeted if uh, you're being threatened with any recriminations for attending these protests you know to get in touch with us we want to build protests lobbies of schools if this is happening anywhere because we think it's it's very important it's the right to protest you know it, it's uh, young people expressing their right to protest, trying to fight for the future of uh, the planet and the environment. But that's it also returns back to this question of, you know, the trade unions, because, for example, you know, Friday was fantastic. It was it was in, like, as we said, it was incredibly energetic, determined and, um, you know, a very fighting mood. But, you know, there was no sort of, unfortunately, not really much stewarding or direction of the crowd or anything like that. I think that was quite obvious. Um, on Friday, but I think definitely, you know, the trade unions, specifically the NEU, the 
National Education Union, the UCU, the, edu- the education unions in general could play a role in that, you know, supporting uh, students' uh, right to uh, uh, protest, uh, helping to potentially alongside students and young people, organising the walkouts, you know, helping to steward the events in order to keep people safe, try and prevent arrests um, and things like that, which is, you know, that's going to be a key crucial aspect of the work that we and socialist students are going to be conducting between now and March 15th. And over the next month, head teachers and management of schools will definitely be thinking about trying to reduce the number of students who walk out uh, of their schools. So they may even up what they've said would happen today. But the thing is, previously, when we've organised walkouts, we've even nearly negotiated with management to say, look, this many students, 60 students are walking out of this class. If you want to put them all in detention, then you'll have an even bigger problem on your hand because we'll continue to organise on a bigger basis and say that we think that students have the right to make their voices heard, go to Parliament and protest, and therefore we'll organise together. We raised, you know, just small things like if detentions are called, then we should call protests against those detentions to say that these students were protesting. They were, you know, uh, making their voices heard uh, and that shouldn't be uh, discouraged. But yeah, if we organise on an even better basis within schools, then we think we can also try and take on some of the threats of action against students and try and protect students who ultimately are just trying to be engaged in politics and fight to try and save the planet. Yeah, because far from the answer to those kind of threats being to back down and reduce the action, the best protection is actually to be even more organised and be, you know, Mm. build bigger and and Mm. so on, isn't it? So that kind of leads us on to my final question then of what should the next steps be for organising this movement? Well, I think, like Helen just said, you know, I think a big part of between now and March 15th is going to be, you know, taking our campaign as Socialist Students, Socialist Party, taking our campaign directly to the schools and colleges, you know, um, from everything from the basics, you know, organising leafleting sessions, sort of call outs in uh, uh, lessons, sort of like shout outs in lessons, addressing students um, to raise awareness of uh, March 15th. Um, Again, sort of from smaller basic things to organising banner making sessions, but also to organising protests, actions, stunts between now and March 15th in order to build. In some cases that might be, you know, to protest against detentions, against uh, punishment for students who participated um, in the February 15th uh, climate strikes, but also just protests, perhaps, you know, like sit sit down protests in school uh, playgrounds, college, college uh, playgrounds, things like that, protests outside the schools uh, in the run-up to uh, March 15th. Yeah, I definitely think that we just need to start getting really organised on a school-by-school school basis. If you're, you know, if you came on the demonstration... You couldn't have walked away and thought, well, I'm the only person in my class who's angry about this because clearly I'm sure people will have run into like their schoolmates that they didn't even know were planning on coming. And so, you know, for people who did run into their mates just on the demonstration, didn't even realise they were both or all going to come on the demonstration. The next job is, particularly in London where we've got half term, meet up with those people. We've got an organising meeting in London this week. People should meet up and start talking about what they can do at their school working with everyone who's angry about climate change and start organising more action that can help us build for the next demonstration. 
And there's a potential out of that to build for a, a youth and student movement more generally, isn't there? And I know that Socialist Students is raising the idea of potentially developing school student union uh, structures out of this, for example. Yeah, because we think that, yeah, we, th- we think that in order to do all this, fundamentally, you need to be organised. And, you know, you could potentially, through that, you could be linking up different, you know, you could get one group uh, of students at one school, linking up with other other schools and colleges um, in the area to coordinate actions, uh, potentially coordinate stunts uh, and protests. But like a school students union as well would be very, very important or could play, you know, a very, very good role in terms of defending students' uh, right to protest when, you know, if head teachers or management in schools try to punish, try to stop uh, students from exercising their right to protest, the school students' union could be a key tool in that, in actually organising the defence of those, um, the defence of those students. And also, I think in keeping people organised for the next round of attacks from the Tories, isn't it? When there's further, when there's cuts at your school, or when there's cuts to a local youth service and that kind of thing, of having democratic structures that are already established to people who know how to fight back because they've done it on this one issue that that can continue afterwards. I think that's really important as well. Okay, thanks both for joining us today. Cheers. We'll be coming back to this issue in future episodes soon, including discussing the Socialist Party's approach to climate change in more detail and answering the question, is climate change a political issue? So make sure you subscribe in your podcast app to get all future episodes straight to your device. Head over to the episode notes at socialistparty.org.uk forward slash podcast for some suggested further reading. And to get involved in the type of organising Theo and Helen described, visit socialiststudents.org.uk. Now we'll leave you with lead Socialist Party member Ian Dalton speaking at the climate strike there on Friday. I'm a member of the executive of Leeds TUC. That's the body that brings together trade unions across this city. We represent workers in their workplaces, around 23,000 workers in Leeds, many of your teachers, your lecturers, and your school support workers are represented by us. And we want to come to speak today, we want to give you our official backing and support. We think this is hugely tremendous what you are doing, the action you are taking today. What you're doing is joining students around the world in Belgium and Germany where they've had weekly strikes highlighting this issue, saying that we can't wait for the politicians to act. We have 12 years until we reach tipping point. It's high time, instead of dithering like by our government and others, or denying that climate change is happening like Trump and Bolsonaro, that we have action to take to move in a sustainable direction. Trade unions have a crucial role to play. Our goal is to defend and improve the conditions of working people in this country. And we can't do that if there's no planet left for us to live on. We represent workers in in many of the sectors that need a rapid change to a more sustainable approach. It's it's unfortunate that some in the trade unions, instead of seizing the opportunity for such change, feel that instead, instead they have to defend industries which currently degrade our environment in order to protect jobs in good paying conditions. We don't think that's necessary. 
we think is a mistake to defend damaging climate practices and jobs. We think a leap has to be taken from the Lucas Aerospace Works in the 1970s. They work for a weapons manufacturer. But they said they didn't want to produce weapons anymore. They wanted to produce stuff that would help society rather than destroy it. So they got together, they drew up a plan about making things that would benefit society, using their skills to benefit society, making hospital equipment and buses and things like that instead of weapons. Why can't that be done in relation to fossil fuels? Why can't we invest instead in renewables and train people so they can transfer to uh, build and sustain that industry with no loss of jobs, no loss of pay? And we dad, if there's not enough jobs, then why not shorten the working week so people can stay in work but have more time to spend with their family on their hobbies and pursuits instead of uh, training to the death? national companies to do this. Their calculations aren't based on the needs of the planet. Their calculations are not based on the needs of people. They're based on the needs of their profits. It means giving money to shareholders. If it means giving more money to shareholders, then they're quite content to stay with destroying our planet, to stay with attacking workers' jobs and conditions. That's why even today, energy companies still in, in put more into research in fossil fuels rather than into renewable. If these companies won't change, then the decision should be taken out of their hands. That's why many unions, including my own, call for, for public ownership of those sectors of energy, of transport and so on, with democratic control over them by workers and service users, so that we can make the decisions about where we want that investment to go, about the future of our planet. These are the reasons why many trade unionists, like myself, are socialists. This system where decisions by the big companies are wrecking our planet are in the hands of a tiny elite of 1% who put themselves before everything else. That needs to change. Socialists say, instead, let's put ordinary people making these decisions. Let's have democratically elected bodies in our workplaces, in our schools, in our colleges, in our universities, that look together and decide how our society should be run in the interest of the many, not the few. Today, we'll send an important message to the capitalist politicians and corporations who run our society. Young people won't be quiet anymore. Everyone here should be extremely proud of the stand you have taken today. And let's follow this up on the 15th of March and beyond until we get change. Because when the trade unions strike, we don't have impressive, inspiring gatherings like this 
we shut down society as well. That's what Trump found when he tried to not put a budget through so that people would finance his walls. The airport workers worked out and shut down America. And Trump caved in. It's that kind of mass action that can win, and it's that kind of mass action that we need to work together and build. Solidarity! Good luck with the struggle, and let's join up together in the future to campaign for the kind of social, social change we want.